Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter <laughs> Podcast. Um, I'm not Carl. Carl's sick. None of us are Carl. No, Carl's not here tonight. Um, I'm Scott, and I'm here with Ash. Hey there. Rob. Howdy. And that's it. Two members of your firefighting family. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is, this is going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> um, tonight we're going to talk about some stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about this... Um, a search we just we did last week in mm-hmm. training, but uh, first I think Ash is going to have some news. Yeah, let me call it up here quick. So in London, Ontario, um, I was reading a a news post. Flags fly at half staff at the Elvinson Fire Hall, um, and they say they have the uniform of Tanner Reddick is draped over the front of one of their engines as a, a memorial. Um, as I read, what, what happened is uh, this fire hall uh, got paged out. They're a uh, rural fire department um, volunteer. Uh, got paged out to a vehicle collision with a combine. Um, when they arrived on scene, it was one of their own members, and the, it turned out to be a fatal on scene so yeah it goes on to talk about um the impact that 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 has on the smaller communities on <clears throat> the departments and whatnot and goes on to talk again about ptsd and how how that can affect um first uh, responders so yeah our thoughts go out to that department and uh just really brings home living in a small community what that can mean to us um every time that we respond to something it could be somebody you know so yeah bad deal yeah i forget who was talking but every time their kids went out like when the Mm. kids got old enough to drive they would be like they would uh they'd cringe every time the pager went off and their Mm. their kids were out at night so it's always the risk you have with yeah, with being a small department, I mean, we have had we have had a call, uh, at least before any of us were on the department, mm-hmm. where our department was called out to a call that involved a member's kid, teenager, mm-hmm. right. which passed away. Uh, yeah, that's always a mm-hmm. that's a tough situation, mm-hmm. and I think too at the time his kid was actually in high school training with the department right in hopes of right. joining getting on right yeah yeah so really hit the department hard super super tough right any anytime that you lose a member coming upon a member's crash and then his passing would be <clears throat> insane um i mean we went through just being on scene with a member uh a year or so ago um at a cardiac event right. and we responded and that shook the department hard um you know and mm-hmm. same but different right so uh yeah again def- definitely thinking of those guys and um yeah 
All right, um, on to training, or well, I guess on to our topic for the night, uh, which was a uh, training scenario we did on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> and that training scenario was actually a school search. Um, I guess like a, a big building search. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up having 10, 10 patients by the end. Yeah. We actually, I think we started with five, then we kept adding more. And then when we got there, there was... Um, there was some there janitors was, and yeah, kids. There was, a, there was a, a janitor that his kids there. And so we're like, eh, want to take part? <laughs> So, so they took part as well. Mm-hmm. Well, the kids saw us setting up, and they're like, can we help? And so I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Go hide in that classroom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we managed to get, yeah, um, Chief Bob managed to talk to uh, the local one of the local schools, and um, and we got we got access to the school after, after it was uh, done for the day. So uh, we set up, and it was, it was really good because, I mean, school fires, I think, what, what did we say in... 1950 something was the last time a school fire actually uh, a student actually died in a school fire but really this was this wasn't just for schools it was for any large building when we have to do a Mm -hmm. a big search Um, and it kind of came off the back of our mass casualty not that we were training casualties there but just multiple patients right Um, yeah and overwhelming resources like because we definitely got over uh, well the, de- the department got overwhelmed with what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we had we had a pretty good turnout too. At first, I know when we first sat down, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty thin. Oh, you, yeah, oh, you were still there, Rob. Yeah, I thought yeah. you would have left by then. But uh, yeah, it was looking pretty thin, and we were. Mm-hmm. I was in my head, I'm calculating how many how many members it's going to take to even do this thing. Yeah, and you know, I, I had it like down to like, yeah, we might be able to do with ten, but. In the end, I think we had close to twenty. We had about twenty. Yeah, yeah. 20, 20 members on scene, and yeah. even at that, it was. It was taxed. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of uh, idea on the setup. Actually, Rob, you were the... I sent you and uh, Carrie early um, yep. because um, I think half the casualties was your family <laughs> and the other and a couple others were Carrie's, so... Yeah, I had three of mine as patients. Right. Yeah. Yeah, spread out. So with the setup, I know we, we talked beforehand and um, we'll talk about the search, what we used, but um, I know... Uh, we talked about like, like, did you have any rhyme or reason of how you hit people or? No, no, I just put, um, well, you come in the main entrance and then it goes to a hallway that goes to the left and the right. Yeah. And straight ahead was a library. So I just kind of had a couple of the kids in the library, mm-hmm. um, and a couple of the kids in, in a couple of the classrooms right. behind a bookshelf or, you know, not really hiding, hiding, but mm-hmm. maybe in a position where you might likely find them um right. and it was just you know okay just stay there and and wait for somebody to come find you it was like a shelter in place for kids right like if something yeah. happened in the school or something um like that was what was going through my mind like say there was an explosion or something something happened smoke um, in the hallway you know lots of smoke coming down the hallway yeah they're going to get themselves into a a, a a bit of a safe space and hide behind yeah. something until hopefully some rescuers ask come. Well, I think, see, so I put my four-year-old <laughs> with my wife in one classroom, and... You don't want to put her alone in the dark? No, not alone <laughs> in the dark. Of school. <laughs> um, and we weren't quite sure how she was going to react with, of course, not everybody is used to seeing a fireman come in with full gear and mask and mm-hmm. yelling and all of this noise and everything, so... When uh, Kevin uh, Kevin came into the room to do a search, uh, he went around and was calling out fire department and up against the wall doing a left-hand search, and 
got to the got to the corner, started to go around the corner, and was calling out. And uh, my wife was starting to do this hello, you know, <laughs> quietly, not loud, yeah. but also getting her to say hello, mm-hmm. so that she knew it was safe when this person's looking for them, not yep. to get scared. Because when he did get close to her, closer to her, and uh, and talking, she did kind of grab my wife and, and get a little bit scared, and then mm. calm down a little bit once realizing, you know, getting further into the scenario. So that's right. I know that's one thing we go in the spring. Usually, we usually go and do the kindergarten classes. We go around the kindergarten classes, and we make sure we put full PPE on and. And kind of crawl around on the ground and show them what it would look like if we showed up. Yeah. I've um, done it. I've done it with the cubs or scouts as right. well. Nice. Take my gear, show them all about, talk to them about the fire gear, but also take an SCBA and right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we look a little bit like Darth Vader, I guess. Well, <laughs> I guess what kid knows who Darth Vader is now? <laughs> it's more like Darth Maul or not Darth Maul. What's he? Yeah. What's the name? That's the name Darth. <laughs> Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Mm. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Spoiler. <laughs> so that was uh, kind of how it was set up. It was, you know, we had, uh, it was just kind of scattered throughout the school. Um, I think that my main kind of, fo- there was a bunch of stuff I wanted to focus on for this. It was kind of a scenario. I, in my mind, it was kind of, we are running a scenario, but we we didn't run like a typical scenario where we, um, we drive, we're usually on a typical scenario, we drive around, and at some point in the driving around, like guys are doing address chases, as we call it, or hydrant chases. They're looking for hydrants, and then um, at some point we say uh, we say whatever the call is at such and such location, and then the trucks show up and treat it like a regular call. But because this this was kind of abnormal, an abnormal practice, and we we haven't really trained a big building search that much, so I kind of actually we briefed the guys a little bit on what was going to happen tonight uh, that night, and um, kind of showed them. How the search is kind of gonna go a little bit. Um, we talked about orientated search, orientated hallway search, which is um, kind of new to us, and that's in which we uh, so it's perfect for big schools. And I wasn't sure because we hadn't done it on this scale before. We've done it in the burn building, but we run the run the hose line down the hallway, and then uh, basically had the officer running the thermal camera, and then firefighters. So the officer would poke his head in, take a quick look, making sure there's no fire, um, seeing if you can see any. Uh, patients in there and then send the firefighters in and I kind of left up the officers to decide if they're going to send one firefighter in or two firefighters in or send one in that room, send one in the other room. Um, we did something a little different. We had, uh, at least on, on Grant's side of the, um, we'll get to Ash in a minute, mm-hmm. on Grant's side of the fire we had um, uh, one nozzle operator, two searchers and an officer. So. What worked really well is when they would go in and do their search, one guy would pop out, and then the nozzle operator would now become the next searcher, and it was just, it would really cycle through. So no one was getting overly tired because we were watching them, because this is this is a lot of searching. So we were watching them, and at, you know, first two rooms, you could see them starting to get a little bit more tired, and then when they started spelling each other off, the searches, the searches stayed quite active, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then Ash was on the other side of the fence. Um, yeah, or on the other side of the hallway, not the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Ash, maybe explain what we use for hoses because I think we're gonna post that video soon if we haven't already. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I know we put it up on uh, TikTok. Well, TikTok. Which, uh, it's not just about thermal cameras anymore. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> but what we did is uh, 
one of our members or two of our members uh, operate a mobile um, tire repair company. So they've got a big compressor. So we brought that down. Tread sled. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the tread sled for anybody in uh, in our area. Yeah, Western Canada. <laughs> um, will travel. Um, so we have a uh, an adapter that we hooked up to a. Uh, Gated Y ran, I think we started with three lengths per per line. Per, yeah. per line. Um, put air to it, charged up the lines with air. Um, I th- we, we got some feedback. The guys said it was a little lighter, like it's easier to drag, but it maneuvered like a charge hose line. Yeah. So it'll get caught where a charge hose line gets caught or or it... Or it won't get caught. It won't get caught where a flat hose... Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get hung up. So, because that was one of our discussions when we decided to go to these, this mm. school or any of these kind of buildings, we were like, "Well, how do we treat it realistically without?" And then we had, you know, Bob's like, "Yeah, we can't really run water in there because we're gonna, right. you know, just would take one person to accidentally bump it, and next thing we're flowing water, and we destroy mm. some kid's school project or something, yeah. <laughs> or we flood the school." Um, so yeah, this is a really good option. I think that we yeah tested out well. Uh, yeah. We we try to hear at the hall um found that it worked really well and then took it and got some a uh, what do you say a positive field experience positive field well not cool. nah, kind of yeah <laughs> positive would be more yeah <laughs> positive Act about as positive as they yeah. can get you're yeah, not cuz i don't think they're going to fight fire <laughs> with no. water or there anymore <laughs> but, uh, for a training operation it was uh, it, i thought it worked out yeah well. it did work um <laughs> on on my side which was grant's side um they did get it caught a couple of times coming around the main entrance and around the corner. Mm-hmm. They did get caught on the on the wall yeah. floor wall, mm-hmm. um, so they did have to maneuver it a little bit like mm-hmm. a charged hose. So yeah, and even outside, I was watching because because um, like we said, we we ran out of crew so fast that there was no one really mm-hmm. out tending the lines right away because mm-hmm. guys were trying to set up tarps and doing all the regular business. And some of the lines when the guys were going in doing searches. The lines were kind of getting tangled and bent over, and it was it was like a real line. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's good because I saw. I think I had a couple of pictures I took and posted on uh, the department page. Is that a couple of the guys were actually handling <coughs> like hose? The guys would go into a room and they'd have it up ready mm-hmm. to yeah. ready to go. So it gives you a bit of that realistic feeling at least. Right. Well, and Ash, you even ran like you could you could. You were running a bale, yeah. and it was going, and it sounded like water coming out because of the air. Yeah. Well, when we, on our side, at one point in time, so we blacked out. Um, we had guys in SCBA not wearing their balaclava, and then halfway through, we... Well, I think you should, you should explain. You were leading one of the teams, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, we'll just take it right back to the door. Um, we were search team two, so we let Grant's team go in first and then they took a left uh once they cleared the entranceway we pushed in um there was a uh directly across the hall from the entrance was the library so we had like scott was saying a team four including myself um so we got the nozzle and the push up to the door 
Um, we check for heat. We do everything that we usually do. Um, I poked in with a thermal camera, kind of hooked myself on the edge of the door and peeked myself around and you could see some heat sources coming from the back of the room. I could tell there was stuff in between me and them. Um, so I relayed that to my search team, um, knowing that there was people inside. Um, I sent two in. So two people went in. I stayed outside with the uh, nozzleman for that room. Once they came out, we cycled another two to go back in. We uh, escorted patients out to the door. So the nice thing about the larger groups I found is with one escort going back to the door, I still had two people that could go in. Um, and at one point in time, I was utilizing everybody, and I stayed out with the nozzle. Because, um, I mean, I can spray, spray water just as good as everybody else. We can get the other guys working. Um, and I was still their lifeline with the thermal camera and now with the uh, hose line. So uh, we hit the library. I'm trying to remember. I think we took two two patients out of there, maybe two or three. Two. Yep. two. Um, and that was a big room with a lot of um, obstacles. Obviously, there's there's bookshelves, there's tables, and whatever else in there. Um, so it, that was a, a big search to start. Uh, we got the patients out and then started to move ourselves down the hallway. Um, guys were uh, linking up, so we were covering the entire hall. As we were pushing down, I was working the thermal camera coming from behind. Once we got to a door, same thing, checking for heat. And there was a lot of doors that were locked. And, and we said, treat the locked doors like they're, they're um, not in play. Yeah. But the guys still went up, checked it. So like door, heat, handle, locked. Knock, 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 fire department, fire department, called out, and then we said, okay, good, we're going to move on, and we would go back, back and forth, and with the larger team that we were going in with, because like usually we're going to get a nozzle and a backup and a captain going in, um, so having that extra person, we were able to fan out and basically cover the entire hallway, um, and then somebody would, you know, say door, we'd stop, we'd go through the whole process, um, so we searched back, back and forth, and there was, I think we, we pulled out. <clears throat> in total maybe four on our side and then Carrie came up and hit pause masked us out so we couldn't see she left me with eyes because I had the thermal yep. um, but like really concentrated just on the thermal camera um, and we bumped up a bit more kind of opened up into a larger space and uh, at that point Scott walks up to me he's like oh, I think you're uh, have some chest pains I'm like what? Oh, <laughs> I see what's happening here. So uh, <coughs> I kind of got my uh, Oscar award-winning acting going. Yeah, I heard everybody clap. Yeah, yeah, right. It was. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I kind of said, "Guys, oh. <sighs> ain't feeling good here, guys." Uh. And uh, in the moment, I had my wits about me enough, as I was having a heart attack, to uh, grab onto my. Uh, radio and be like searching to command uh some some, some <laughs> right click so just got a a random message out right i mean which you, you may or may not get um and then i dropped so everybody was was blacked out i was the only person that could see at the time so now i'm watching these guys realize that something something happened and i wasn't <laughs> answering back um and I really have to give it to them. That team had me packaged and ready to go 
really quick. It really did. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, all of our training that, that we've done, which, I mean, when we start talking about how how little training opportunity we have throughout the year, I mean, we do get a lot in, but how many writ scenarios do we practice a year? A handful at best? Yeah, I try to, you know, maybe... Throw it into the cycle. Like, we do, we do one... <laughs> writ night yeah then we do every once in a while yeah, uh, we'll on a burn building or something yeah. i'll throw in a writ mm-hmm. um well with that with you going down you had the guy in front of you was andrew k mm-hmm. yeah and he picked up on it right away yeah well, as see, the two a, guys, guys yeah. doing a search were about to go in and yeah. he mm-hmm. pulled them out mm-hmm. and said no 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 yeah Ash has gone down. We need to yeah. Yeah. deal with this. <laughs> so then they started to do mayday calls, mm-hmm. and I, I'm watching. Of course, Carrie's more in charge on that side, but I'm just kind of watching yeah. and observing. And I know that they're click clicking the mic, mm-hmm. but they're not. Yeah. And so I can hear because I've got my pager on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can he- I can't hear the transmission go through. So I yelled at him. Yeah. Transmission didn't didn't go through yeah. to get him to realize that he's got a really yeah. click that button mm-hmm. but because he was reaching over he found mine on my because he had his radio tucked in his pocket yeah but i've got mine yeah. with a mic so he actually as he's packaging me he felt mine he's like oh i'm just going to use yours because he knew it was live um but he's now running it semi-backwards and yeah so he missed the button the first time uh once that was realized uh he did the media call again um we did get a a response and the the writ team on on the outside started to make yeah. their push in. And again, once they made it to those double doors, mm-hmm. they had to yeah, bella clap yeah. down mm-hmm. yeah. and then find their way further right. in. Yeah, I was outside when the well, I was actually walking in the hallway and when I, the media call went through and went outside and um, the writ team was moving and I'm like, oh, they actually heard that because I didn't actually know if they heard it. And then someone mm-hmm. found it. Then someone acknowledged the media call. Yeah. But the writ team was already grabbing the writ bag because we had the they had the tarp laid out and they were ready to go. So they they went in right away. There was mm-hmm. it was fast. Then they actually used the writ bag. They tied off just like they spoke to. They tied off outside. Yep. Just in case the hose lines lost, and they brought the rope with the writ bag in. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the me killing you, Ash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, my I was actually gonna let it. Like I wasn't even gonna do a writ. And then I was like, ah, let's get everybody, because then I realized how many people we had, and, you know, we actually had a writ team outside, so I'm like, oh, let's give those guys something to do. And then I'm thinking, I can knock one of these search Searchers. teams off. And I was actually going to knock off Grant's search <laughs> team, because he had this shorter search, and okay. they were basically done, and mm-hmm. they were starting to come back. And I was like, I can knock one of these guys down. But then I'm like, I'm looking at your team, I'm like, yeah, actually the officers, they've really got a lot of stuff going on. I'm like, I'm going to see, I'm going to see what happens when we, when we knock command off. Mm-hmm. So, um... That was what I did. <laughs> and like we said, um, I think it goes back to that decentralized command. Like we teach every one of our guys to, yeah. to take lead in every situation. And mm-hmm. Andrew just was like, I guess I'm in charge now. <laughs> so well, you, like, yeah. you fell over and next thing Andrew was like, I'm going to step up and took over. You did have Andrew and Andrew being a more senior member, yeah. mm-hmm. having been around a long time, knowing yep. what to do to take over. Whereas on Grant's side, I think he had... Uh, he had Kevin too. Wait, Spencer. Oh, he did have Spencer yeah. for a little bit, but then Spencer <laughs> escorted patients out. Right. But then he ended up with um, Kelsey yeah, and mm-hmm. a couple guys. of younger, newer guys. So, had it gone down on that side, yeah, I oh, mean, have to see, have to <laughs> have to see it another <laughs> no, time no. if you've got more green uh, yeah. green guys that mm. yeah. see how things break down or how things succeed in something like that. 
yeah, like, not to sell anything short, when I was laying down and things were happening, it was, like, as I think it would be anywhere, it was a bit of a panic. It was mm-hmm. like things things were happening, they couldn't see, um, and I'm laying back, smiling. I'm actually looking out, there's some double doors that obviously nobody knows are there because they can't see can't anything. See yeah. And I've got uh, a couple people outside looking in, yeah. and uh, we're like doing the old like talk back back and forth without saying anything um and uh they're like i'm watching them watch what's happening and i can see a whole bunch of head nodding going on and watching <laughs> it happen so as much as it was a cluster it came together yeah. really well yeah. um in that moment where i mean things can go super super sideways um and the Rick team could have went in those double doors. Um, right. I know they did a 360. Well, mm-hmm. as much of a 360s they could on the building, but um, I don't know if that door was locked and like we're not supposed to smash the school. The door right was now. not locked because oh. there were two guys poking their heads in. Oh, okay. right. But by the time you were packaged up and ready to go, the Rick team, I mean, they were. I think they were either at the double doors <laughs> getting their balaclavas down or they mm-hmm. were just making it, making it to you. So yeah. in that time, they had you packaged and ready to move. I think... My team had me spun around, but and then the RIT team yeah. basically Which, came in. Yeah. <clears throat> Which um, is exactly how we, we train it. We train the, the, the team to help the, the, your partners. To get the work to help, done. help get you packaged. Mm-hmm. And then the RIT teams, and they should be mostly fresh. They'll they um, top up air, yeah. and then they start to pull. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think what also happened was uh, Grant's guys who had uh, just went out, they re, uh, reloaded their cylinders. And they uh, they came in too because yeah. at one point I walk in the hallway and there's it's like ten there ten was or six 12. or eight extra yeah. guys there was a whole bunch of people in that hallway yeah. mm-hmm. and I was like you know this is actually re- more realistic to a RIT team because we always you know two guys on the RIT team mm-hmm. but as we always say in the department it's like you know it takes an average of like twelve to eighteen to remove somebody yeah um, so that was more definitely more realistic mm-hmm. RIT scenario when everybody's in there yeah it was good so after they pushed you out like I was because mm-hmm. I was there. After they pushed you out, Andrew and the two guys he had, uh, which one I think was Jason, and his bell started to go off, so he had to vacate. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was Gus and Andrew. Mm -hmm. And they stuck around. I kind of looked at their tanks just to see. I think Andrew still had maybe 20 or 15 pounds still in his tank. I don't know if he checked to see what he was at, but... Um, they started to go into the room where they were going to do the search before you went down mm-hmm. and started to do a search in there. Because Jason was in there beforehand, he actually had had with him the tick. Right. Set it down on a desk and <laughs> left. So now nobody's got eyes, right? Mm-hmm. They've got no, no tick. Yeah, so you guys started... took the tick away and then pulled their balaclava over We didn't there. take the tick away. We oh, oh the sorry. Tick... You just pulled the balaclava over their head so they couldn't they see where the tick was. They put the balaclava down. But we left the tick sitting on top of the desk and take somebody I feel if somebody it. grabbed it, you guys would have peeled them back and yeah. they, they given them the ability. The eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> what they did is when they left the door, they did leave their hose line yeah, and we, we, we kind of booted it, we booted out it into across the hallway, hallway. <laughs> with the bellaclavas down just to yeah. see if it threw them off. Yeah. Um, um, but actually, this then the guys that came in for their backups, like for their support, that search team two came back or one came back and they pulled the hose line back to where they needed it. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they came back in. So, mm-hmm. and all that's good because that's all that's just teamwork comes back yep. to like seeing what the problem is and fixing it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and they found the yeah. victim in that room and yeah. came and back then, out. And then back to when they took Ash out, since mm-hmm. it was a cardiac event, we um, they started uh, firefighter down CPR. That was a little bit of a... We haven't trained that in mm-hmm. almost a year. Yeah, I started it, looking around at who was working on me, and yeah. I'm like, ah. I shot a little bit of advice because there was a little bit of confusion on how to do it. Mm-hmm. The good thing is they were on the chest right away. Yep. And that's really all that matters, getting on that chest right away. Yeah. They taking off the gear, you know, that, it, it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had talked about it was a little close to the door because uh, they should be out of the out of the warm zone before mm-hmm. any of that stuff starts. But, um, you know, they got you working right away. They actually, yeah. I, I didn't realize Matt, Matt was going to teach a CPR lesson. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I come back and you're still on the ground with no shirt on. Yeah. And you're still doing CPR. And you're like. <laughs> yeah, that's happening. And it was really eight, good, you know, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Matt yeah. walked because we had a couple of the, the newer guys there. They were a little bit tentative um, on, uh, on the ADs and what, stuff. What what steps yeah. to do? And yeah. um, it was their first hands-on. Yeah, because they hadn't uh, done it. Yeah, I mean they all got trained on it, but they haven't. First time they've uh, had to kind of do it in sort of a state where they're going to live, right? Yeah. So my wife was outside when they drug you out and started mm-hmm. doing it. She's never seen that done before, mm-hmm. and she said that was really interesting to watch. Yeah, wondering what the heck are they doing. <laughs> Why are they why tripping Ash down? Yeah, That's why? Weird. Why are they doing that and explaining to her? Well, they got to get the gear off. They got to start doing CPR, mm-hmm. getting them opened up to do AED, and so yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, overall, I, you know, the practice went really well. It was, uh, it was confusion, which was good, and mm-hmm. but everybody pulled it together. It was like a real fire. Like it was like you know there was some stuff going on, and um, you know communication like radios always have issues, um, yeah. and they always do. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't think there's a perfect radio system up there, and there's a, not a perfect radio method. Um, so we rely on not only radios, we rely on hands and verbals and visuals and hose poles and just yep. seeing what's going or feeling what's going on with the hoses and just lots of uh, talking. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, because we split it up. Like Ash's side was the fire side, and Grant's side was the non-fire side, yeah. which may have been smoke. There, those guys did stay down for. Yeah. We did flow water, so yeah. At, yeah. at one point in time, well, Carrie, uh, yeah. Carrie stated that there was. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of what I was uh, aiming for. I was like, okay, that end of the building is actually involved side, <laughs> and uh, that's why their side, they for the most part, they could see. I mean, they, they, right. the lights were still on. Like, they, I mean, that's sorry, we we dim the lights. Uh, you, you could still see pretty much everything. So it was mm-hmm. more. That's really the way that the most classrooms fires are. were dark. Yes, the hallways were not. Yeah, and most fires, like most fires in a big building, see. they're not instantly like everything's not going to be pitch black all the time. You'll have <laughs> your lights on yeah. your helmet or whatever that yeah. you can yeah. use. Um, what I really liked, and I explained to a couple of guys, like the search that Grant did with the officer using the tick to scan the room, saying, "You know what? I think that's a heat signature mm-hmm. in this section." Start doing a left or right hand yeah. search. And go around. And he used one guy to go in the first classroom, got a second guy, scanned the next room, yep. sent him in and did that search mm-hmm. there, went back over, checked on his second, his first guy. Yeah. Um, being that type of school, we know that there's no wood floor. There's no risk of the floor collapsing. Yeah. So I think we're a little bit safer sending one guy in to do a search. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that new, uh, new kind of orientated search we did this yeah. year. Um, I think you were actually on pumps that night. When we, when we really went over it, um, and in small rooms, it's and that's why I kind of left it up to these guys. It's like you can send in one, you can send in two. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, send in somebody <laughs> and do the search. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like you know, it's 
it's almost safer sending in one, and yeah. then we actually train send in one, and the guy closes the door behind him. Yeah. Because it it prevents. I don't know if they were doing that, but it's they you know if they close the door behind him after they, uh, that way it prevents any smoke from coming into that room. They did not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I mean, again, we trained it just a few times this year, a handful of times. But I just like that search because you know there's there's less risk of a collapse. Whereas if you're on the fire side, yeah, you're probably going to send two guys, <laughs> and you're going to stay at the door. Watching them rather than leaving and going to another yeah. section. Yeah, probably yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. worked really well. Um, it's fairly. I was really. I mean, it's so much faster than the old like take the hose in with you. Ugh. Get oh, yeah. it tangled up in all the furniture, and then when you get across the room, like your dad was telling us once, uh, that. I hose line got. Yeah, I think uh, your dad and your brother were on a search yeah, once, yeah, yeah. And, and the hose line got somehow it got shoved under the couch, and they got trapped. They had to yeah. crawl over the crawl couch. Crawl over the couch, yeah, and then pull the hose line. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely a, a quicker search. Yeah, well, it's way yeah, it's much quicker. They got done really quickly. Yeah, I mean the um, whole we did the whole building. Well, not the whole building. We did where we where we searched. Our whole wing. Uh, we set ten patients rescued in and a writ in mm-hmm. forty five minutes. Well, yeah. and like we've said, this is a search we've never done before. Yeah. We've never practiced something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've smaller learned a scale. Lot. Yeah, yeah. But nothing to that scale. Yeah, no. we've we've learned we learned a lot. Some things maybe we need to train on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm we realized that when we find a victim or a patient um, that we're not just going to send them out on their own. We're going to, we're going to shuttle them out Mm -hmm. with a, with a firefighter and hopefully have somebody at the doors to meet them to escort them out. Yeah. Or at the junction point. Yeah. 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 You know, but all in all, the practice is really well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think uh, I was thinking for people that don't have, and actually I'm going to try this this year. I think uh, for people that don't have like a, a, a building like that to, to do a search in. Um, you can use your fire hall. And I was actually reading up on, there was um, a couple of training drills. One is called the nine tire drill. And what they do, and, and I, we're going to do this this year, <laughs> um, just because it was a really cool search. They put nine tires out on a grid pattern on the ground outside. And you can do it in your truck bay if the weather's bad. And the guys go out and they start searching. And when they find the tire, it's like finding a, it's like finding a, a mini patient, but then they search right inside the tire. So it teaches you um, how to use your hands for, for searching. Mm-hmm. And then they pull something out. And I, for, I forget that these guys had, they had like something in it and they would throw it into this bucket because they had to bring the dragon's bucket with them. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking like, we'll do uh, some simple math problems and then they have to bring it back to the officer and the officer's going to be the one that can see. So then they have to remember the math or something. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to wrap my head around this. So the officer could still use the thermal camera and tell the guys where the tires are but so it's almost like doing these giant room searches but trying to find these tires on the ground and it's going to be way easier than getting you know 10 more vic 10 more patients and, mm-hmm. right. and a bunch of dummies it's just you have these tires and then when they find them yeah so i thought that was an interesting drill hmm. that relates to this large mm-hmm. building search hmm. what i really liked about this week from my point of view um being on the training department with uh, you guys, we are getting ourselves involved every week, um, whether uh, it's in prep, whether it's part of the scenario. Um, but being removed from any of the planning, I knew what we were doing. But yeah. beyond that, sure. like I didn't know. You knew as much as the other. As everybody responding. else that was responding, um, yeah. every other member. So I think that's key that uh, if you have a training section where you have multiple people to, to rotate out. And it mm-hmm. was, uh, um, I was able to do it once early in the year and then 
once yeah. again now yeah. where you have to rotate some of us out yeah. um, like I know you've been involved a couple times you yeah. you led um, my scenario right. with the uh, motorhome and such yeah. uh, so it's nice to be able to have that step back um, and that's what's nice about having the like a training crew not just one or two people yeah I, I can't imagine ever going back to the way when yeah. I was like a training officer like the training officer I could always ask for help from the captains yep but they weren't like that wasn't part of their deal. Like their job was to be captains, and uh, they if I asked them, they would come and help me. But um, they, you know, they were there to be captains. They weren't there. They weren't invested. They weren't necessarily there to be training captains. So um, when we got the training section together, it was like, yeah, um, guys, people that are interested in training. Mm-hmm. Um, just so happens now, a bunch of them are captains, <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the idea, you know, like a lot of times people that are involved in training want to go a little higher up. I'm mm-hmm. not in the firing anything like, right. Guys mm-hmm. that want to train are also ones that maybe want to um, lead one day. So mm-hmm. um, it's a good little thing to do. If you can do that in your hall, it's, I would suggest trying it. It's good to cycle around and be hands-on rather oh. than yeah. teaching Just leading too, yeah. because it, you get used to teaching so much that you don't do the mm-hmm. actual hands-on stuff sometimes that you're yeah. like, I think I forgot how to do this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's, uh, there's no way to replace that hands-on, um, you know, learning and experiencing these training nights and stuff, uh, when, when you're not directly linked to the training, right. um, it gives everybody the opportunity to to learn it's good yeah yeah, yeah. good times mm-hmm. so uh, I guess uh, that wraps up the training that we had mm-hmm. um what's Carl you know oh yeah <laughs> the <laughs> announcements mm-hmm. oh Ash you're here tonight oh actually Rob you're here tonight Modus ah uh, Modus yeah there you go <laughs> Yeah, uh, Modus for all your snagger tool needs. Right. Uh, no, snagger tools, they've got wedges. Uh, they got a few more new tools that you say are coming out. Yeah, well, they've uh, released their... Wait, where's uh, that bag? Where's that box? Of stuff? I don't have it yet. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, sure. Oh, yeah, sure. come on by. Yeah. <laughs> come and see my tree. Check out your tree. Your Modus tree? <laughs> yeah. I'll reach out to them tomorrow and see. They waited until we got back. Uh, when you and I were away, right, okay. uh, just because they don't want to have a big box sent to my house when I'm not there. Um, so it was delayed to send, um, and then it was delayed again on, on their end, just because they were busy. Sure. So uh, I, I believe it should be here any day. So I have seen a few pictures either on the Facebooks or the Instagrams mm-hmm. where uh, departments in the States have been taking pictures of their... Either they got some wedges or snagger tools. I think one was a chief with his snagger tool mm-hmm. with his name engraved on it nice. and some wedges for some other guys. So mm-hmm. uh, I think they're getting more business out of the States, which is good to see. They are, yeah. And they did say that they are seeing um, you guys taking advantage of the discount that they're giving us. Oh, good. Um, so people are listening. People are, are uh, jumping on board and and utilizing it, uh, which is really good. And they, they definitely appreciate that. So um, any bit that, that we can help spread spread the knowledge for those guys is great because they've been uh, pretty good to us. So. And we appreciate getting to test some of their stuff too because yeah. that's, that's pretty huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So discount code? Uh, actually, I forgot what it is. DTFF5. DTFF5. It gets you 5% off, which... Uh, I think when we worked it out, usually gets you uh, um, 
I kind of free Shipping the free it? free engraving. Free engraving. Um, yeah. Because engraving is an extra couple bucks, so uh, it lets you engrave whatever you want on there. We we've got uh, on ours um, uh, DCFF. Yeah. So yep. And it, and if you're American, you get a twenty percent discount off of that anyways because of the just, dollar. Just about the dollar. <laughs> yeah. Twenty percent, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. bad. Uh, Ash RZ masks. RZ masks. So um, uh, we got involved with that company uh, pretty early, actually, in our uh, podcast career, if you will. Um, uh, it's a um, step in between SCBA and nothing. So sort of for those warm zones, but you're not getting directly involved with uh, any smoke. Uh, we, we've opted for the M1 mask. It's a neoprene um, easy on, easy off. Uh, seems to be working really well for us. Uh, the F is it F3. Is that the filter we're using? M, is it M3? F3. No, F3. F3. There's so many things. It's uh, the three. Filter number three. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, that seems to be the one that uh, filters all the particulates that we're looking to to get rid of. Um, yeah, so we. Uh, uh, a lot of people, I, I see us on calls. A lot of the guys, like we, we got. We bought like 40 of them uh, for our department. We have a couple of spares. We've been testing them for about a year now. Um, and it's cool to see people utilize them. Like it's becoming Progress. second yeah. nature for our guys now. So uh, I know like Chief Bob mm. runs his yeah. on a lot of oh, scenes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I like it as a captain. So when you're outside, if you're not actively going in, you can get yourself a, a lot closer um, where you might get a little bit of the smoke coming out at you but you're not directly breathing it in it's just kind of in the air you can be in that warm zone again but uh um it's definitely no replacement for scba but uh uh it's a heck of a product and they have extended a uh what is it 30 yeah uh 30 discount um and they've got us our own uh, discount code now uh, for thirty uh, percent DTFF. Yeah. So uh, yeah, any order there, plug that in. Those masks—they come in a little sweet little bag. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know what I found the sweet little bags for? Um, I put my keep a mask in it, obviously, but then my tourniquet goes in with my little bag. Oh, there you go. So oh, it's nice. all nicely protected. It's and all protected. Inside my, yeah, uh, inside my inner pocket. Nice. That's my tourniquet and my RZ mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, bar boys. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get a chance to listen to today's uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Um, today being Sunday, they record Saturday, but it was broadcast. Today. Yeah, they re- yeah. they release every Sunday. Um, mm. I did listen to it. It was uh, mm. it was a pretty cool episode. Uh, Nick Hilton actually had his wife on, and they they discussed <clears throat> basically just having an understanding with with your spouse and knowing the importance of when to go and not to go. Uh, when like to uh, a fire call, um, mm. so he he's a uh, a captain in his department, um, and it's a, a a bit of a balancing act. Like they've got a an, an freshly newborn child this year. Uh, they've got a I'd be guessing, but like four-ish year old, five five year old maybe uh, child. So like they're they're a typical family. Yeah. So yeah. you know um, you're gonna be getting pulled between your your work, your family, fire, whatever side hustle. So yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty cool way to hear her side 
and how they found the balance. So, yeah. Okay. Rob mm-hmm. didn't go that time when that building was on fire and your wife was having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Rob needs to get his priorities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would not be here if I did. No, you would be here all the time. <laughs> I'd be, yeah, I'd be here all the time. I'd be sleeping on this couch right here. Yes, yes, this couch. Mm. Uh, Before we move on, uh, I did tell Nick that I would uh, give, give him a plug. So on their website, they are selling... What? Huh? What? Oh. Nothing. nothing. Uh, <coughs> they're selling a uh, uh, thin red line um, wooden... It's kind of Nick and his wife's side hustle. They they do the... Uh, it's like the American flag. The Canadian flag? Uh, so I don't think they do, and I don't know what shipping would be, but uh, yeah. So they've got a uh, wood uh, painted uh, thin red line um, deal that they uh, they made the first one for the. I'm gonna try to say this right. The the, the Wooster. Oh, Wooster. Yeah, yeah, yeah I not thing. not Worcester. Yeah, apparently. Worcester. Yeah. Wooster. Yeah. Um, there was a um, like an auction for right. the fallen firefighter there. Uh, so they they made one. They got some pretty good feedback. So how big is um, it? I'd be guessing. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three by six. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say they should make a Canadian one, but like I said, don't know how much shipping would be up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, check check that out too. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I can talk about stop the bleed. I guess. Yeah. Um, stop the bleed. Once again, uh, last week uh, trained some uh, law enforcement on it. Went really well, as as it usually does. Uh, good scenarios. Um, we, they had at the uh, simulation rounds, and, and officers were getting shot and putting on tourniquets. And um, we had the wound packing um, device going. And I tell you that yoga block and that pump, <laughs> you can you can spend thousands of dollars on these wound packing. Just get some mileage. And it works well. Um, we've just now noticed, like, <laughs> and, you know, we probably ran, you know, thirty scenarios off this one yoga block and it's just now starting to like leak out the side because it's getting like stretched and stuff mm-hmm. so uh, we're talking about let's run some sil- a bit of silicon in it or something oh, yeah. or we could just throw it away and get a new yoga block for six dollars <laughs> but, six <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it you know that works really well mm-hmm. and uh, so bleedingcontrol.org is where you want to go if you want to um, look into that it's uh, fairly easy to become an instructor uh, you have to, uh, I think, be an EHS or a sworn peace officer, or there's a couple other criteria. Um, ways you can become an instructor. You got to take the course, and then you're able to teach it, um, certify people in it. Um, it's a fairly simple course. Uh, it takes a couple hours. You can kind of uh, tweak it out uh, based on your kind of. They give you a lot of creative freedom. Uh, yeah, somewhat. I mean, they, they still want you to follow the. There's the criteria. Yeah, but. You know, like our scenarios, definitely we we gauge it based on who we're teaching. Mm-hmm. So if we're teaching kids, we'll keep it pretty simple. If we're teaching law enforcement, we'll make it a little harder. Um, firefighters, different, you know, different methods. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a really good thing. Uh, yep. Second alarm, ash, boom. Um, so East Coast Matt yep. has a uh, foundation, if you will. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah. Second alarm. Dot org, uh, and uh, what it's about is just trying to get uh, the awareness out there for the difficulties that a lot of these uh, volunteer paid on call departments are getting. Uh, filling seats, get, getting members in the door, and keeping members 
once they get them. Right. Uh, it's a really good cause. I mean, we're lucky in our area. Um, I know our our bar boyfriends there. Or, uh, our hmm? our bar boy. <sighs> <laughs> our fellow bar friends. <laughs> Are also like we're in a pretty touristy place. Like we've we've got a, a lot of people would like to live here. They're right on the ocean. It's uh, you know it's easy to get people. Um, I don't what I don't know what places like northern Alberta, you know, <laughs> other than yeah the oil business, right? It's not a it's it's not a destination location, right? So right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you look at places like like that um, yeah. that are. It's just a, l- a little bit harder to get people into the town, into the department. Uh, yeah, it's a really good cause. Um, he's got a lot of things, it sounds like, in in the mix right right now. Uh, he did put up a really cool video. I think it came out about this time last year. Uh, it's basically a fire truck driving down a snow-covered road and saying, like, what if there's nobody there right. to man the truck? So, yeah, secondalarm.org. I think I've seen more stuff come up in the news feed about those questions. Mm-hmm. What do you? What are people doing to get more people through the door? Or um, even news stories about um, lack of volunteers for departments. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a problem out there. And there is. It's a lack of volunteers across the board. It's not even just in the fire service. It's uh, you look at a lot of the volunteer organizations that uh, are are out there for anything, and a lot of their membership is aging mm-hmm. um, and getting the younger generation engaged in in almost anything is uh, a bit of a challenge yeah. so I mean what do we do as firefighters to keep that and to keep these younger you know kids basically coming in and entertain yeah. uh, and wanting to better themselves within the department so falls back on fun training hopefully you get to run some calls and right. uh, keeping people like getting the buy-in from them yeah uh next is seminar firepalooza Woo. i saw somebody tag us in something and like hashtag firepalooza Firepalooza. (laughs) yes this is happening (laughs) yeah so uh spring seminar uh, aka firepalooza is coming up Mm -hmm. Uh, may 1st 2nd and 3rd in oliver uh, it's going to be fun, like always. We, I think we talked about it. We had a big meeting with our local, well, not our local, our mm-hmm. provincial, um, not electrical, uh, gas power, uh, gas and power. Utilities company. Utilities company. Thank yeah, you. They do, yeah, yeah, they do. Electrical, um, natural gas. They really wanted to, us to stress the fact that they are into not just not just electricity and uh, mm-hmm. and natural gas. Like they're basically alternative fuels. Alternative fuels. fuels yeah. um, that being Fortis, Fortis BC. Um, we had a great meeting with them, so looking forward to it. They have a whole bunch of uh, scenarios or scenarios um, sessions planned. Mm-hmm. As always, uh, really good information to help keep firefighters safe. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, we have a whole bunch more. So there's three or four from Fortis, and then uh, you know a good twenty more from around the province. Awesome, like, some yeah, others. Yeah. yeah, we teach a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, got some. Uh, uh, out, out of out of region um, instructors coming in, it'll be good, and you know, got a got a band, got a good um, good meal. Basically, it's a bit it's it's a fire palooza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuff's gonna be burning everywhere, and things are gonna be exploding all day, all night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hint. Yeah. Lots of stuff. So, 
Um, if you're interested, go on to the Oliver Spring Seminar Facebook page. Sign up to that if you're uh, if you want to check any of that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not inter- interested in coming, some of the pictures are are pretty cool from uh, previous um, seminars, and you can actually see some of the stuff that has been blown up in the past. Uh, <laughs> dropping a uh, dropping what a pickup truck pickup from a uh, yeah from a hundred foot crane into a school bus and exploding it for no reason other than that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I kind of figure our intro has gone so far away from like actual firefighting technique. It's more of a, just a big grand welcome. Um, yeah. I mean, and like we pride ourselves on making it. Uh, yeah. I don't think we've, I don't think we've ever really, I mean, in the last 10 years, I don't think we've actually trying to be like, this hey, check out this. This is a very serious um, intro. We're going to show you guys how to seriously fight fire. Now, we're going to blow something up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The firefighting comes after when we put the thing out so it doesn't burn uh, ball diamond up. <laughs> but we do some interesting stuff for explosions and things like that. Um, I believe also the bomb squad's going to be out, and they're going to do some stuff at the, at the lunch hour. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they're going to blow up some C4, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. fun like always. Mm-hmm. And lastly, it's us. Um, Ash, you're on. Ash, you're tag, You're on most of those things. So you yeah, go right. ahead. We uh, don't have TikTok right <coughs> on there, but yeah, we should put that up there. Uh, so the way that we get out in front of more people uh, is you guys uh, liking, commenting, sharing, uh, giving us a rating on uh, whatever platform you download this on. Um, give us a rating, a recommendation on Facebook. Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on TikTok now, thanks to Nick at the Brotherhood Academy Radio. There, he uh, leaned on me pretty hard. He says, "Man, you you have to get on this." Yeah, shares in that thing. I mean, hey, yeah, he must, man. But I mean, truth truth be told, is it there's a lot of firefighting stuff on there. And the one thing that we're kind of doing differently is like, I see a lot of firefighters, but they're doing a lot of like comical videos twerking which twerking was something yeah I think so. yeah, it might be a thing I hope it's not firefighters twerking it's well I think there's a bit of that but uh, we're, we're putting up a lot of training stuff and it's getting out in front of a lot of people and some of the stuff that we put up there is more of like a public service announcement kind of a deal like uh, we put up a video of um, uh, don't don't put uh, water don't use water to put out a, a grease fire and it's gotten something like 14,000 views um, nice. and a lot of interaction people have no idea and I mean these are adults that have never had the information put in front of them so yeah, um, yeah utilizing some of this social media stuff I, uh, I'm not a young guy by any means so well, the podcast is a social media thing. It is. Yeah, I know, I know. But, like, this we just record and put it out to the masses, right? Yeah. Like, you got to hashtag things. And, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, it's uh, it's a, a bit of a, a learning experience, but... Uh, also known as a number sign. I see, yes. Yeah. <laughs> pound sign. The pound sign. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's cool how, how it helps spread what we're doing here. Right. Yep. <laughs> us <laughs> thank you alright um, as Carl says any more for any more what does that even mean <laughs> I don't know it's English or something cheerio uh, and pip pip and <laughs> <laughs> alright well Ash thanks guys Rob good night good night everyone stay safe stay DTFF 